Hi friends and welcome to Slow the Heck Down, the podcast, where two friends in two different countries on two different continents get together for a chat. Come with us as we navigate it all, from embracing a slower way of life, simplifying our homes, and diving into the nitty-gritty topics of everyday life. So sit back and relax, grab a tea if you're like Talia, or a coffee if you're more like Amy, and come along for the journey. Welcome to Slow the Heck Down. So today's episode, we are going to talk with Talia about being a illustrator and what her day looks like, kind of like a little day in the life, what she gets up to and just a bit of an in-depth behind the scenes look on what it's like. So Talia, take it away. All right. Thanks so much. Love a good intro. So I thought this would be really cool. I myself love watching day in the life videos and day in the life, you know, like TikToks or reels or things like that. I mean, I don't spend a whole lot of time on TikTok. Let's be literally real. I hang out on Instagram more than anywhere, but I figured I would like give a bit of a preface as well that a lot of the time my schedule is absolute chaos. Like Amy and I have a pretty strict schedule between us for our podcast recording time as well as like when we are editing things and when we are doing things, but also we live very busy lives. So we don't totally have the time to be consistent. Also, as the person who works for herself, I tend to be the person who kind of, you know, handles the dog sitting and handles the family stuff or someone's got a doctor's appointment or a friend needs help with something. I am the person that everybody calls in the midst of all of that. So With that in mind, I usually tend to be the person who has the flexible schedule that can squeeze other things in. So this is a day in, uh, I would guess, an ideal day in the life, because there can be days where I'm at my grandma's taking care of things, or I'm at my parents handling things. So it varies day to day, also week to week about what my schedule looks like. So generally, I start my day anywhere between 8 and 9 a.m., and I wake up, I take all my medication, I grab Higgins. Well, I don't grab him, but I go take him for a walk. Poor guy. He usually jumps on me actually before my alarm goes off in the morning and says, I have to poop, take me to get some food. So I get up, I feed him. Higgins eats a gently cooked diet. He's got a real sensitive tummy. So we have a lady locally who makes him literally like chicken and vegetables and rice and quinoa and stuff like that. So he enjoys that with a little bit of warm water on top and his vitamins Yes, he's my child. He has vitamins. And then I take him for a walk. The morning walk is the walk where his mother, me, is still asleep. So it's a lot of just like walking around with my cup of tea outside while he has the whole extension of the leash smelling around. He does his business. He relieves himself. And then we come inside. When he comes inside, he is like, I've eaten, I've pooped, I've done my thing. I have all the energy. So he runs up and down the hallway squeaking his toys and Amy and I are going to do a podcast soon on toy rotation, which I have adapted from Amy, even for my dog, which I thought was crazy at first, but it works entirely. I was just going to say, I love, I really love, we were talking just yesterday about um, when you were showing me, you did Higgins toy rotation. And I just love how it's like something that just like spans every, everything, every every. At first, I thought you were absolutely crazy. And then I thought, okay, like, you know what? Higgins only plays with like 10 toys right now. And every time someone comes over, they bring him a new toy. 
So I figured like, I got to do something about this. So we bought this short little shallow bin. Cause if you've seen Higgins on any of our stories or anything, he's only like 22 pounds. So he's really little. Um, and we have like a big toy bin with all the rest of his toys, but he hardly ever touches it. And if he does, he dumps it over. It's usually a day or two before I do my like routine um, switch of all his toys. But I put like his two or three favorites on his little bed every night. And then I put all the rest of them in the little bin. I should throw it on our story sometimes so people can see my little nighttime routine. But he loves that. He, he helps himself. And I usually clean all the cat dishes, clean all the waters, make my tea. Yes, tea. I grab my breakfast and then I get settled to do my the rest of my morning routine. But he is dipping into his little toy bin, running around like a madman while I do all my like waking up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's mad. It, it's it's funny because I don't know where 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 the toy rotation came from, like human children or 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 what. But I think it's I think it's fabulous that it kind of works the same, whether it's dog I don't we should try it with cats you know what cats are like they'd be like and you know what's funny they are kind of snooty about it but we have a bin for the cat toys too because I'm like Monica Geller from Friends I like to clean the toilet while people sit on it like I just can't do dirt and mess and germs so I am like constantly in that cat room vacuuming and dusting and because it's like cat dander and cat litter and just cat hair and things and I'm also allergic to them so I like to keep it really clean because I love them and I go in there and I'll throw like one or two toys down at a time and they'll go nuts for a couple hours before they fall asleep because they're cats. I don't <laughs> have an attention span, <laughs> but I mean, the toy thing has worked for both of us. And I just thought like, if Amy can do it with her kids, these are my kids. Why can't my kids do it? And honestly, they're taking well to it. So yeah. funny because Alex used to tell me, like my husband used to tell me the cats don't play with any of their toys, quit buying them toys. I'm, I'm not going to quit buying them enrichment and things that make them happy. I just have to do it in a way. And the best part of the cats is we use catnip and we put it in bins. So we put the toys in like a little Tupperware. I don't know if you guys call it Tupperware, but it's like a lunch container with a lid. And we put catnip in there with a couple toys that they play with. And then while they're rotating the other toys, we swap. And then they get fresh catnip toys at the beginning of the week. And then they play with that all week. And then we swap again. And then they get always have fresh catnip toys. So that's been kind of working too. So yeah, I mean, again, full podcast. I don't want to get too much into it right now, but we do that with both of our furry categories too. Yeah, that's great. So after I've done all of that and I have Higgins is fed, he's walked, I'm fed and apparently also walked. <laughs> and everybody's had their playtime. Higgins is quite sleepy again because by then we're around 10 30 11 in the morning which is usually when I start my work day I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I spend eight to like 12 hours a day illustrating I'd love to but I mean I spend about six to seven every day illustrating at that point I've got my water I have all these diseases we speak about at times so I make a hydration drink which I probably should have with me because I haven't touched it yet today but it's just like, basically, I don't know if anybody knows what Gatorade is, if you guys know what that is, but it's a hydration fluid. It's basically just meant to keep you hydrated. When you have POTS, you have a really intense level of dizziness and nausea and these kinds of things. So having something that overly hydrates me, I usually have to sip on throughout the day with me. So I sip on that while I get started. First thing in the morning is a lot of like clerical stuff. So it's like, checking my DMs, checking my emails, checking my promotional emails, because I like to like buy my stickers and, and, you know, business cards and things like that when I get the promotional emails so that I can, you know, save 20% or save 35% or get something for free. Best business tip I can give is to shop those promotional things. Don't buy just to buy. 
shop the promotions. So once I've done all of that and I've cleaned everybody's waters and I've gotten all my tea down and my hydration down, that's when I pause usually in the morning to go have a quick shower. I feel like my ADHD doesn't let me have a very long attention span. So it's not like I could sit for like five straight hours and do this. So I just get up a lot. I, I'll draw for a little bit. It's better for my back too, I find. If I get up often and I'm moving and I'm, you know, go have a shower, come back, do another hour of work. Go walk the dog, come back, do another hour. I get more done that way than I do if I try and sit in one spot and do it. So after I've done all of those things, I have my shower, I come back. And before I get back into my work again, I like to do my gratitude journal. It sounds cheesy, but the damn thing changed my life. So I'll never shut up about it. Amy and I have had this conversation like 5 million times. I don't write a lot. It's like a small notebook. And I write like the date, the temperature, a little sunshine or a little like, you know, cloud or something or some scribbles. I write underneath it, like cloudy, a little bit of rain. And then underneath that, I write like Yesterday night, Alex and I went to the park and we saw a hawk eating a squirrel. Higgins had diarrhea yesterday and I got my period and it, I didn't sleep very good and like, it's like nothing. And then at the bottom of the page, I write one, two, three, four, five. And beside it, I try and think of something from the day before or even earlier in that morning that brought me like the most joy. And I should have brought it with me to sit beside me here, but I remember some of this morning, like... Number one this morning was the sun shining through the screen. We had like renovations done to our building. So our screen looks kind of nasty. I don't know how to clean a screen. So I haven't yet. I feel like it would be just really dirty on a rag. And I don't love that because I don't want to use paper. I want to use like an actual rag. So I, anyways, long story to tell you about my journaling here. I love that because I write things like the way the sun came in. It's not necessarily something I'm grateful for, but it's like something that brought me gratitude of remembering why I'm here. My pillows, I got new pillows for the couch not long ago. And this morning they were just like extra comfy. So I leaned into them and I wrote number two, the pillows on the couch. And then I wrote um, number three was Higgins when he's chasing leaves because it was so bloody windy today. I sent Amy a video and it's just like, <laughs> like, it's just the worst. And Higgins was just like, oh my God, I love this season leaves. So he was chasing the leaves. Like I write really mundane little silly things obviously I'm grateful for my house obviously I'm grateful for breakfast and like you know shelter and the basic things I'm always grateful for that but writing those little things means that I wrote down five things from yesterday which means I will spend all day today looking for five more things to write tomorrow and oftentimes I actually end up with like eight or nine of them like today I think I had seven or something because I just, I get on a roll of like, oh, and then also this happened yesterday and I'll write down that or like that hawk was so cool. It's not necessarily something I'm grateful for, but maybe like pause for a minute. Like I search all day for those things. It's something that I learned in therapy because our life is so fast paced that I think we forget to just like find those little things. So if I can keep track of it, it gives me something to mindfully do the next morning. I love my journal. It takes me like all of 11 minutes to do in the morning, but it sets up my day for like just proper mindset. I love that. I, I, I will say, actually, I used to do my gratitude journal. I have been lapsing and I honestly, <laughs> I honestly do feel that it's better when I do it than when I don't. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I, I haven't got the time. Like, that's I have to make the time or else it gets to my, like the middle of the day, if I don't make 
the time. I know it sounds so cheesy because I feel like everybody's morning routine starts with journaling. I hate writing. I hate journaling. So I feel like if I just like it literally 11 minutes is what I can squeeze in. So I squeeze it in. This is again, back to our first like podcast and like on our other, the one we collabed on and on your other channel about just slow the heck down. Like that's where this whole idea came from that couple minutes. It wasn't a lot. It doesn't do much. It's usually after my shower, my hair is dripping all over me. It's wet. I'm frustrated. I got like makeup from yesterday in my eye and I'm just trying to like look around at the world around me, ground myself. And then that's when I jump into my work. Right now, again, everything changes day to day, week to week, month to month, depending on the project, because as an illustrator, I am everywhere. And as a freelance illustrator, it means work comes, I take it. (laughs) That's how that goes. So for me right now, I'm in the middle of a children's book, which is a huge project. It'll probably be about six months long because it's a beautiful story. It's great. I leaked some of it on my stories yesterday. So if you're not following on my stories, that'll be down in the show notes. Um, But it's a little girl named Tilly and it's her story about sleep and it's really really cute I've heard an audiobook version I have the script I've met with the author so I'm working on a children's book hefty work lots of little revisions and color palettes and it's fun work but it can be really overwhelming because it's a lot of being on my computer I think that's why I take so many breaks because my brain is just like oh my god screens Um, and I'm an outside gal so it's nice when I'm dealing with that and I, once I get that done, I've kind of got um, other commissions on the go. I actually have Christmas stuff on the go. And I feel so bad because I hope when my client hears this podcast, they remember why I didn't respond to them this morning. But there's a follow-up period in the morning too, where like I check in on people. You have to think right now, still we're at about 11 in the morning. I follow up. I check in on my illustration work. I do my children's book stuff. I do commissions. Commissions are just like custom work that people come to me to do. So I've got family portraits. This time of the year is like, Lord help me, when is New Year's Eve? Because (laughs) don't laugh over there, Amy. (laughs) Oh, it is just, it's such a grateful time of the year, mostly because the last two months have been like dead. It's like ongoing contracts, but it's not like the little commission stuff. I love the instant gratification stuff, call it my age range or what, but I kind of love getting a project on Monday and it being done by Friday. You know what I mean? I enjoy the fact that I get paid on Monday. It's done on Friday. I get the second half of my payment for like bigger projects, or I get paid all up front for custom work and then it's done. So then it all kind of like lines up. But some of the bigger projects, like I get paid in lump sums and then meetings are all over the place. Like this children's book is like meetings every two weeks, um, texting constantly back and forth with each other, confirming things. It's I'll send you this photo. You check this thing. I'll confirm this. You go back and forth. My job is a lot of art making. Yes, but it's like 25% pencil to paper or like, you know, mouse pad to technology versus <laughs> The other 75% is like sales and marketing and preparation work and organization and like just a combination of like business running activities as well as like just money management and so much more to get to that 25% where I actually get to like put pen to paper and draw. So once I've done all of the many things I do or checking in with those things, I'm starving. Because usually breakfast is like granola or cereal with yogurt and fruit, which I've learned from the one, the only Amy. So (laughs) I eat my breakfast. She's nodding yes at me and giggling, but I eat my breakfast. 
light, like I like a light breakfast because I like to drink my tea. So now it's lunchtime. I'm hungry. My dog is obviously getting kind of antsy and jumping on me. Higgins, again, like I mentioned, has stomach issues. So we like to make sure to feed him often. So he eats breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a little mouthful of kibble before bed to tie him over to the morning, which I forgot the other night. And then he threw up everywhere. Good times. <laughs> um, so lunchtime is my favorite time of the day because there's food and I love food but usually there's like a leftover from the night before that I've made or something I've prepped earlier on the week or like you know near the end of the week it gets kind of sad because there's not as much prep from the weekend because I'm busy but there's usually like a prepped meal or something in the freezer or like a cabbage roll or something I can heat up quickly there's always a little something on the go I really like snack plates is what I call them. My husband calls it, I eat like a bird, but it's where I put a little bit of everything on my plate. Like the other night for dinner, my husband made burgers and fries and I made the salad and then I fried up bacon. So my meal was just, and my leftover lunch was just like a burger patty, slices of bacon, a bunch of greenery, carrots, celery, pickles, and just like a whole bunch of weird vegetables. And I just snack at it. I eat mindfully a lot at lunch, but I prefer to walk mindfully with Higgins at lunch. So I find that the mornings I'm just waking up, my back's hurting, I'm feeling nauseated usually, I'm not doing so hot or I am overheated. And I'm just trying to get the dog walked, get myself fed, get to my shower and get to work. So lunchtime is like, I'm not really worried about picking at my meal while I draw. It's like left hand in the food snack plate. So I don't need a fork because I'm right-handed and right hand on my computer or on my whatever. Um, whereas dinner is like Alex and I are face-to-face, -face, no phones, no technology. It's just us talking about our day. So after I've had my like nibble while I work, which is despicable, but it's what I do. <laughs> this is an honest, honest conversation. My lunch is just chaos, but Higgins loves a sniffy walk. And if you don't have a dog and you don't understand dog behavior or enrichment, you will definitely not understand this. But we have like 18 different types of leashes for Higgins, just like you would have clothes for your kid. Higgins loves a sniffy walk where we have like the retractable leash so he can have like 10 meters away from me to just kind of wander and sniff and I still get my walk in. But lunchtime, he didn't understand today because Amy and I started early. He's like, where are we going? And why can't I take my time? <laughs> but the mindfulness. Higgins. <laughs> I know, I feel bad. But you we have to fit your schedule too. I mean, you're eating in between chatting. So, um, but that, that sniffy walk is really important for Higgins. It's also what tires him out for the afternoon where I have the bulk of my like meetings, podcast recording, the stuff where I have to like be in tune. I can't be like Higgins, be quiet or Higgins, here's your toy. Like I can't have him squeaking. I can't have him running around. I can't have him just like acting totally crazy. I need him to be tired. So giving him a lot of enrichment really helps me. So he does his sniffy walk. We're usually about half an hour to 45 minutes. Hey, Amy, like I would say, it's usually around that time that I'm back and Amy and I are able to do our thing and he, he's okay then. He'll come in and he'll play for a couple minutes, but then he settles quickly, which is awesome. So he's had his half an hour exercise walk. I'm fed. Everything's good. I usually do a couple of my dishes because then when my husband gets home, it's usually just my afternoon teacup. But once my lunch is done, like Amy knows, today I finished my lunch and I grabbed a tea. Actually, I was making the tea when we started recording today. And um, I get settled and I do the bulk of my work. This is the section of the day where I turn my notifications off. I have my meetings. I close deals. I check in with clients. I 
oh my gosh, I draw like a maniac. I sketch stuff. Sometimes even a free draw period, if I don't have meetings that day, like, or podcast, I like to have a free draw, which us artists refer to as like, where we don't have a plan. We set a timer and we just draw whatever comes to our mind. For me, it's usually a lot of staring at the page and then finally coming up to something when I have like one minute and 15 seconds left. And then it's the most despicable freaking thing I've ever drawn in my life. <laughs> but that's how it goes. After that, I like, that's my free draw period. So like, if I get my work done early and there's like 25 minutes in the afternoon, that's what I consider my break where I'm not like working on anything. I don't have to email anyone back or anything. And I can just like scribble. Honestly, that's when I come up with my best stuff. That's when I come up with like, new things I want to try or designs I want to try or a fabric that I'll draw up or heck sometimes I'm just cranky and I just draw like I don't know the other day I just drew a cat that looked angry and I was just like yep thank you that's that's what I needed for 25 minutes you know what I mean just to get something out I have to remember at the end of the day too and I think that a lot of artists forget it's not about content making like being an artist is something that I swear is a totally different category than being social or being mathematical or being anything I feel like for me, at least, it's very much just the more I try to stress about content, the more I try to stress about those things, the less organically I can come up with things. It's so stressful. So after I've, you know, eaten all my meals so far today, I've walked Higgins, I've had my meetings. It's usually the time it is right now, three o'clock. So this would be the time that I would pop into reach out and follow up. So you have to think now I've done all my admin in the morning. I've turned my phone off in the afternoon, the notification so that I could like put my face into my meetings and work. This is my follow-up period. So if I've had a meeting with Amy, that would be like, or recording right now, that would be when I'd follow up with Amy and go, okay, here's the idea for next week. This is what we're doing. Here we go. Fabulous. But it's also the period where if I've had a meeting with a client, I would text them and be like, hey, thank you so much for meeting with me. I'll draw up the brief for your logo or whatever, and I'll get it back to you by this time. And then I would schedule that into my schedule and then get back to the admin stuff. So I went to school for admin when that panini happened in 2020. I'm calling it a panini from now on because I hate panini. So it just, it works. It's but, better than the actual word I'm yeah, I don't I'm, like I'm it. over it. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to get over 2020. <laughs> it's nearly 2023. When that thing happened in 2020 that we all know so well, I went to school for office administration because I wanted to have something to go along with my illustration career that would make sense, but also that could like fall back on because this panini was happening. I was so worried that like I was going to lose my job and people wouldn't want to buy art. And what if this happens? Because literally the whole world shut down. So I started to kind of come up with a backup plan. And the more you'll get to know me as Amy does, I love 18 plans. I need a plan A through Z and everything in between and extras and then notes. And here we go. Amy's like, yes, I know I've recorded a podcast with you before. I'm like, and what about this? And what about that? So I like to have plans. I like to have things in place. So I took the education as well in 2020. So I have a really good handle on like email writing and all that stuff and like business things and marketing that I'm trying to incorporate, which is a total asset into my illustration business. So it's not just like some random person running and making art. It's me like trying to be the professional businesswoman that I was educated to be back then. So I try to do all my admin stuff in and around this time of day. And then I give my day one last hurrah for the afternoon, usually from about 3.30 till 5. 5 o'clock, I walk Higgins again for his next walk. And then Alex would roll in the door. Usually as I'm walking up the stairs, he's right behind me. Or he meets me upstairs when I get up there. So um, 
the last two hours of the day or again those follow-ups those you know hey you know you said you wanted um, me to start your commission today are we still getting started um, I remember you saying you had this many family members is this still happening can you send me some photos of these things let's check this out um, writing email templates like hey thank you so much for choosing you know illustrated by Talia when printing this product, you will want to print it at this size. Here are some locations where you can print them, like just the little customer service things that I do that are very businessy, but I try to make it not businessy. Like I try to make it almost friendly so that it doesn't feel like, hi, welcome to, but it feels like, hey, here you go. Here's all the resources and information you need. It also saves me as a business person. This is going to sound super crass, but also straight to the point. It saves me having people asking which is a whole extra DM. That's a whole extra email follow-up. That's a whole extra thing I have to do the next day on the 19 times I do it during the day so that they can have the resources. And I don't know if it's just me, Enneagram 5. I love information. So I want to make sure that I'm also giving all the information to my clients so that they have it. I do that to Amy too. When I sent her the picture of Beatrice, I was like, here's how you print it. This is the size you do. Here's how you can do it. It looks good in a high gloss. Don't forget this. And make sure you frame it like this. And when you do it, please send me pictures. When you're sharing it, please tag me. Here's where you tag. This is what it is. Like, and all the information, I make sure the subject line is like pet portrait space dash space. And then the name of your pet so that if you're trying to look it up, you know, it's there. Like I'm very meticulous in particular about my business. And I think that's a lot of what fuels, but also tires me is I want to make sure that I'm going that above and beyond so that people know that. And like 99.9% .9 of my reviews have said that we all get the one crazy person who's just mad at the world. Um, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I always get, and I take such pride, like, and I mean, I've really only as Amy knows, I've really only been selling my portraits and going really hard into my graphic design for literally a year next week. Um, actually, when this goes out. So, or no, maybe. We'll have to figure out who goes where <laughs> with the podcast. But um, in the end of October, it'll be a year of doing this where I'm selling my portraits and I'm really going hard into design stuff. And I want to make sure that I'm just giving that extra oomph, right? Like where people are seeing it and they're like, oh, you know, like Talia goes the extra mile. There's clients that I haven't heard from in months where I'll see them post something on their stories. And I make sure to follow all my clients back when they follow me and check in. That's another thing that most business owners don't do. And I assume that when things get bigger than they are right now, that may fall off a little bit. Um, it may be more general things in my stories rather than customized things in DMs, but I always try and make sure to keep the conversation open. I always try to make sure to, hey, I like this was this morning. One of my clients might hear this, but hey, oh my gosh, your cat's so cute. What's his name? And we get talking and, and then I sent her some videos of Felix this morning and we talked about Prim and how <laughs> unable Prim is to be loved. Like we just, I want to keep the conversation open. I'm very passionate about animals. I'm very passionate about art. And those are the things I draw and create and advocate for. So to be able to continue to talk to people about those things is really heartwarming for me. And I know that my clients are also feeling that. And that's super important to me. So that would be my like check-in period of the day, my follow-up period of the day, just to get a little change of pace. Because sometimes I get like, eh. like if you're drawing for too long or doing computer stuff for too long, your brain just turns to leftover spaghetti. Okay, so usually around 3, 3.30, um, as much as I'm the, the Canadian German woman here, um, I'm very much an English lady at three o'clock and I like my afternoon spot of tea. So Absolutely. I've got to have a cup of tea 
eat in the middle of the afternoon, which for me, and I, there's got to be English in me somewhere with the amount of tea that I drink, I swear to God. So after my tea, which I usually accompany with a snack, it's getting that time right now and I'm not having a tea and snack. So I'm a little confused. I did steal some of my husband's cookie dough and thankfully he won't hear this till the cookie dough is long gone. So we will be all set. I love this podcast so much in the fact that Amy is literally breastfeeding, being kicked in the face right now, trying to drink water while I am recording my half of the podcast. Uh, if, if anyone has breastfed a toddler, it's like, I don't know, trying to feed someone who's in the middle of some sort of Olympic routine. Literally. Exactly <laughs> what it looks like from here. So I've had my tea and um, I'm back to work. Most of my meetings are usually at one o'clock, two o'clock, or three o'clock. So I tend to not have any meetings longer than that. That way it doesn't interrupt my time with my husband. They can't run longer than that when he would be done work. We just kind of manage to keep those things like that. Okay. I love all of that. Like I used to work for myself as well before I stopped for the children. This is hilarious. Like <laughs> trying to breastfeed the way that Amy is literally being kicked in the face smacked in the chest she's trying to talk with her hands and her son is literally grabbing her fingers going absolutely not and then looking up at her in the world's cutest way I am so distracted <laughs> like the best distraction ever I love the podcast and you so much oh my goodness <laughs> so yeah I used to work for myself as well and I know that it's easy difficult there are some great parts about it but not so great parts about it like what what would you definitely say is like one of your favorite I love the flexibility like I I love that and I also love the one being the one who's there for my family my family trigger warning is going through some health things I'm not going to get into them it's just true um and one of our members is not well so I've been spending a lot of time over there I've been spending a lot of time at their house watching their dog while they take this person to medical treatment that's all I will say um but it is super important to me that I am the one that's there for everyone it's also super great when yesterday and the day before Higgins was sick and throwing up and I was able to just be like you know what anything that needs to be done today the deadlines can be moved or rearranged or flopped around to make sure that he is okay to fit both schedules um I don't know the flexibility is really important to me like being able to just make space and also being not my best health-wise means that I can just you know take some time take a break and feel good and feel better and not have to worry so much about it does that make sense yeah and I really used to love like not you you obviously get up earlier than I do but not having to like always get up you know and be like out the door oh, and rushing the day and I had to get up like early that. because therapy was early <clears throat> I, I moved it early because I knew that I was recording today so I couldn't have my meetings in the afternoon like I usually do for my I, would, I hate saying schedule because my schedule, like I just said, is so flexible. Like this Monday could look completely different from the last Monday. Today's Friday. It could look completely different the next Friday. But I love the flexibility of it. And today I had to get up early. Like, I mean, seven o'clock early. And then I wasn't feeling my best this morning. And then I had therapy at like nine in the morning. And by the time that like all the major things I had to do this morning were done, I usually wouldn't even be like up and out of bed yet. Like, I was like, oh, I hate this. So it's like, and it's not that I'm not a morning person. I actually really genuinely adore the sun coming up and the birds flying and talking or 
what do birds do squeaking squawking talking is what i'm going with the birds are making bird sounds <laughs> and i just i love mornings but i absolutely do not like being woken up before i'm ready i like setting my alarm for eight or nine i'm usually up before then like just naturally which i like but <laughs> we have new downstairs neighbors and they have a dog that's a little bit bigger than higgins and it's a puppy and it is barking at literally like all hours of the day and night. And I actually don't know how we've made it through like batch recording today, how many episodes and haven't been interrupted because they must not be home with it or something. But they also are dead silent throughout the day, even when they're home. And then they can, like midnight rolls around when Alex and I are like long asleep and they are just banging around and on the balcony screaming and yelling. I was telling Amy this this morning and I was just like, I just need sleep. Like it's just, they're ruining my sleep routine. So it's been nice the past couple mornings to just adjust to them and kind of take my time and take things a little bit slower. A hundred percent my favorite part. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I, I, I really prioritize sleep in my life and I like that like you said the flexibility when when you're working to just have that I don't have to be somewhere for like eight o'clock nine o'clock well I had a job once where I had to be there for 7 30 or when I worked for the airline and I had to be there at 5 a.m oh god no <clears throat> when my alarm used to go off at 3 30 I used to just be like absolutely not really shall I just quit that's awful I hate that so now that I've had my time and my day and it's around four o'clock now, I'm just finishing off everything. I'm tying loose ends. I'm realistically, I want to say putting all my stuff away nicely, but I'm a hundred percent not. I'm generally throwing a stack of loose papers with notes, sticky notes, and then like empty mugs and drink containers just all over my desk. <laughs> just collecting it all and shoving it over there. I'm currently working on a puzzle underneath there too. So I had to put tin foil on top so the cats don't get into my puzzle. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I have all that stuff there. I throw everything on my desk and around 4.35 o'clock, I like to start prepping for dinner. I'm a chef in my past life and I love to cook. So I get all of dinner prepped and then usually around 4.35 o'clock, I go take Higgins out for a walk and we have our final walk of the day. This walk tends to be a little bit more structured. It's the type of walk where, you know, I have him close to my leash. We do some training. We do some prepping um, around 4 35 o'clock. He goes and does that. And then we hop into dinner. So dinner's prepped. Alex is coming in the door and I usually go run Higgins down for a walk and a poop and come back up. And then, you know, we kind of just hang out for a little bit. Alex and I sit and talk about our day. The dog just jumped on me. <laughs> um, so he talks about his day. We settle down. We have our nice dinner. It's nice. Alex and I put our phones away. And like Alex is high up in his job. So his phone is like off the hook when he's at work, off the hook when he's home. So it's nice that we have that couple minutes every night to just delay everything if it comes through and just have our dinner I talk about my day and my clients and he talks about his day and his customers that came in and ordered things and you know some of the experiences and the people he works with and <clears throat> I do the same thing and then 
generally that's when we decide what we're doing for our evening. We have a very structured date night every week so that we can have some quality time with, again, no phones, no connection to the outside world, just us. And it, like, obviously if we go out of the house, we bring our phones for safety, but we're not using them. We're not whatever. We might take a picture or something together, but we're not generally, you know, like just sitting there on our phones while we're at dinner or something, but we'll go out for dinner or go for a walk or depending on the weather and my health, you know, play games at home or we went to an arcade not long ago. That was a lot of fun and just kind of making it up as we go along when it comes to date nights. And then um, we, like I said, that we like to have one of those usually Tuesday nights. And if anything happens or someone's got an appointment or something, we move things around, but we always reschedule if we have to cancel. That's one of the things in our marriage. We never let slip up and it's super important to us. And then our weekends are quite you know, all over the dang place. There's a lot of, I'd say equal parts rest and equal parts family and friends and activities. Um, most of the evening then after we've eaten and we've had some time or we've had our date night, there's usually from about nine to 10 o'clock, it's our wind down time where like Alex and I'll get our teeth brushed or he'll have a shower or whatever. <clears throat> we'll hop in bed. We read our books. Alex just started reading before bed lately. And like, the nerd in me who loves reading books is like, is it warm in here or what? Like he's so intellectual all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh my, okay. You read books at bedtime, put that book down, babe. Like <laughs> it's cute because he's like, he's really getting into some like health stuff and like just different genres that I didn't expect him to read. And I'm kind of like really proud about, but it's very distracting. I'm like trying to read my book. And I'm like, you look hot over there. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we have our little wind down time and like you know we'll have a little snack before that and we'll hop in bed read our books and usually Alex is down and out by like 9 30 10 o'clock then it's my time there's literally I try to there's no like chores to do or anything I walk Higgins for the last time at about 10 o'clock bring my phone so no one tries to like kill me or anything you know we live in the city I don't want to be like out by myself and um we have new security on our building. So that makes me feel a little bit better too, that there's like cameras and like buzzers and things to get in and out. And like, what is it like a key fob? So like beep boops and it like opens the door for us. And usually I just stand in the doorway and I throw the like long leash on Higgins at night. So he can just go out pee and come right back in. Cause he's too tired anyways, to do much at that time of night. And uh, Higgins and I usually pop back in bed around 10 o'clock. I give him his little snack we give him some kibble Higgins eats like really clean and healthy and like his favorite snacks are like bananas apples and like carrots and blueberries so it's not like he eats junk like you would usually feed a dog like a biscuit or a cracker or anything and um <clears throat> once we're in bed Higgins is all taken care of that whole like two hours before I go to sleep is just me sitting in bed like watching something on my iPad with headphones in like I can't hear the kids fighting because the cats will literally fight the whole night I can't hear them fighting. I can't hear the crazy neighbors downstairs. I can't hear the city noises from the highway. And I am just like, oftentimes that's when I'll do a meditation or I'll do my reading or my favorite thing in the whole world, which we're doing right now, but also the other side of I'll listen to a podcast, like one of my favorite art podcasts or um, one of my favorite motivational speakers. Like right now I'm really into Andy J pizza. He does the creative pep talk. Um, it's just like literally getting creative people pepped up for their life and I love people like Glennon Doyle and she did the book Untamed. I literally have her book titles tattooed on my arms. I love her so much. And just getting in tune with myself at the end of the day. And I think it's because I start at the beginning of my day with like journaling and mindfulness. And I want to end my day with like 
positivity and podcasts and things like that to like lift me up. The odd time, I've been really into this lately and I, I kind of enjoy it. I've been listening to ASMR before bed. I don't know if you know what that is, but I don't know what the whole letters stand for, but it's really relaxing. I'll just put it on and people will make like tapping sounds or like whispering sounds or like play with crinkly stuff. And it just like, it tingles the back of my neck and I just kind of like doze off to it. Once I realize I'm asleep, I go brush floss, Listerine and, you know, mouthwash and I am off to sleep. I lay down in bed and I, a lot of times have a lot of anxiety around bedtime actually. Um, because I know that when I go to bed, I'm going to wake up in a lot of pain. I also know that it's the last time of the day I take medication or use my CBD. So it usually means I'm going to be awake in a couple hours. So sleep is something that, like Amy said, I value a lot. I want a lot of, but it, it tends to give me a lot of anxiety around bedtime, like where I I know I need rest. I know I need to go to sleep, but I I'm like, Oh my God, I have that thing due tomorrow. And like, you know, the dog was sick today, so I didn't get that done. So maybe the thing that I dislike most about my job is there's a lot of like, I have to connect with a lot of people in a day usually, and it can be really socially overwhelming. That doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for these people. It doesn't mean that these people don't literally pay me to do my job. It's just that it's really mentally draining. I find that bedtime when I'm supposed to shut off, even though I do all that reading and all that podcasting and all that ASMR and all that gratitude and praying and meditation, my brain still feels super chaotic. So it, it sometimes takes me a while to get to sleep. And then once I'm asleep, I wake up usually two hours. I tell my husband, I don't sleep. I just professionally nap. because I don't actually like most people can stay asleep for three to four hours at a time and then wake up use the toilet and then go back to sleep again for another three to four hours and that's their full night's sleep I'm the type of person where because I'm in chronic pain because my symptoms are so odd because I'll have numbness on one side and pain on the other laying down is something that I really struggle with it's one of the worst pains in my whole body I'd rather sleep sitting up I actually have a wedge we should talk about disability aids one time for you know like just advocacy and stuff um but I have this wedge it's like a big pillow but it's shaped like a literal wedge you would put underneath a door to stop it and I sleep sometimes with a neck pillow on and like that with my arms at my sides to just rest because the pressure on my spine when I lay down on my side or my back is excruciating so closing my eyes and laying down is a trigger warning health trigger for me because it feels like I worry about oh my goodness it hurts I know I know that I'm purposely about to put myself in pain to put myself asleep to wake up in a couple hours to have to medicate again to do this again all night long till the morning which is why I love waking up like I'm obviously tired from my night but I love waking up because it's like oh my god okay that process is over now we're awake we can properly medicate through the day and we're going to be okay I can keep up on my water and my hydration and my medications and stuff and keep up on things to make sure that I'm feeling optimal yeah that makes sense the lack of optimal at night means that sleeping is actually a really big trigger for me so I enjoy my whole day I draw all day I'm on my computer all day I walk my dog I'm all over the place I see my family I go do all these things I work with clients I have these really cool meetings and meet people all over the world one of my clients right now is in Spain like that's so cool to me that I'm just like this little Ontario Canadian girl talking to some lady in Spain who wrote a book like I would never be able to have done these things before and it just 
it's so real and so raw and it just ah like it just it fills me with so much joy that between the excitement keeping me up at night and my chronic pain I literally never sleep like I'm just like okay tomorrow morning (laughs) that's generally my day I usually squeeze in some laundry around you know supper time and that kind of stuff or like changing the sheets and things but it's just some days just include working from you know a family member's house or from my bed or like you know, dog sitting at someone else's house. Like I'm a side hustle hoe till the end of time. (laughs) It's true. I love a good side hustle. I love that I could like make an extra little bit of money here or something, right? Or learn something about myself in another way. Like if someone asks me to do something and I have the ability to do it, 100% I'm going to be there. And I like being that for my neighbors in my apartment area. And I like being that for my friends and having the flexibility to be like, hey, can you come walk my dog at two o'clock? Absolutely. Like I'll squeeze it into my schedule because it just, it breaks up my schedule. I find with ADHD too, I like to, I like to have different days. I couldn't do the same thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like it just, it makes me absolutely nuts. And how I did it years ago, I mean, I didn't do it well, but how I did it years ago, I don't know. I like that every day has the possibility to be a little bit different. I like that some days I can, you know, sleep longer and some days I can get up earlier and some days I can work longer hours. Some days I just do more like today. I haven't done anything other than a little bit of work because we're doing podcast stuff. And then, you know, the weekend I'll have off and Monday we'll be back at doing art stuff. So it's so cool. The flexibility I have, there's so much creation process in that 25%, but there's 75% of like podcasts and meetings and admin and executive stuff and I just love the balance I love the mix-up and I love the change of always having the ability to like play and learn and you know like try new things and that's the best part about my career is I get to walk around and say I draw for a living that's how I draw like I never thought in my life I'd say hi I'm Talia I draw for a living I'm an illustrator like that is so cool absolutely and I can tell because obviously while we're filming this I can see you like I can see it on your face how excited you are and like it's really cool when you find something that you love that you can turn into your job as well which is something I actually want to say to you do you find that how do I want to phrase it do you you find now you do illustration as a job you draw less for fun or do you like is there like clear definition between the two or how do you feel it's like really intense and as you were saying yeah my eyebrows were like wow okay that's a good one (laughs) I think you hit me with such a such a banger there Amy um I in the beginning I found that when I transitioned it from just something I did, like, because how the process started was when I first started doing illustration and first bought all the art stuff, if you heard mine and Amy's other podcast, which maybe Amy can link here, um, I talked about how I only really started illustrating for profit full time a year ago at the end of this month, like the end of October 2021 is when I started. Um, where I was like marketing myself and I was like selling my illustrations. I was making logos. I was writing books with people and illustrating books and like coloring book title pages and like just t-shirt designs and stickers and things like that, as well as like dog commissions, family commissions, custom work of literally any kind, abstract paintings, um, everything, right? Where I started profiting myself as like an artist only a year ago. 
So before that, and in the beginning of, you know, like the end of last year, I should say, in the beginning of this one year journey, is when I really started to kind of be like, oh, I haven't, no, like, how do I word this? I burnt out. I burnt out last year around Christmas, um, just about one week before Christmas, because I was getting rush order after rush order after rush order. I was not having the flexible days I have now, or the boundaries I have now, or the limits I have now. I was having like, you wake up at seven, by 7.15, you are on your computer and on your desk and you are drawing from 7.15 to 12. 12, you walk the dog, he has four minutes to pee and poo. You're back in, like the structure was so disgusting and stressful. And I have placed such intense boundaries this year going into Christmas because I know it's gift giving season, literally as gross as that sound. It is generally a time of the year where gifts are something that are important. And as a custom artist, I'm busy. So in the beginning of this one year journey that started last October, the difference between play and like whatever was leaving behind all the play to take all the profit. And then I got to like Christmas and I couldn't sleep. I didn't eat. I missed full on lunch meals. I couldn't remember if I walked the dog. I was so overwhelmed by like the amount of work. So I was just saying, we've just been interrupted by Higgins because we have renovations going on in our building. Yes, dear. If, if you've heard in my um, stories and you've been watching along my Instagram, we're having renovations done in our building and um, it's loud. And a lot of the times they're working right outside our door. Yes, dear, you tell them. Or on our door. So Higgins has lots to say about it. So you may hear some grumbling in the background, but Amy and I are working on a time limit. So we're trying to get it done. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too, Higgins. Thank you. So a lot of the separation I had to make between work and like fun is something that I literally just started talking to Amy about what was it maybe two, three weeks ago where I'm like, oh, I made this just because, or I started playing here and what do we think of this? And is this something that you would buy? And Amy was going to all these art markets because in, you know, where she is, these things are just opening up where I am. They haven't really started yet. So I'm not really able to get into those things or go explore those things. So the separation between work and play and business and play has been something that in the beginning I had no boundaries for, and now I'm having to start all over. So you mentioned that you are, it's, it's been one year since you started at the end of this month what would you say like you you hope for in the future for running your own business as an illustrator? I think it's funny because last night Alex and I were communicating about my goals for next year because we were talking about the amount of money I've made. We were talking about like how little money I've made doing this before and then how hard I went into it in the last, you know, 12 months and what I plan to do next. I would love to, and I don't know if I want to put it out in the universe yet, but I'm going to say it anyways. I would love to be represented by an art agent. So that's something that's really big as an illustrator. It's not something that's necessary, but it is nice to have an agent because they find you work, they organize things, they set things up. There's an illustrator that I, or now art agent, I guess, um, illustrator that turned art agent that I followed for a really long time named Lilla Rogers. She's wonderful. If you're looking for art or artists, call me. But if you don't think I'm good enough, call Lilla. She's probably got the connections to someone too. But I always took her courses over the years, like learning how to write children's books and like money badass and like things like that. And she generally picks people from her courses to 
teach her or for you to show her what you're capable of. If she sees something in you, she picks you to be like to represent by her. Be represented by her. Is this English? I don't know. She represents you. And I think it's really cool because it's just such an incredible feeling to think that an art agent, someone who studied art this long, who picks artists out of like a barrel of artists would pick you, select you and go on. But I'm also trying to validate my feelings and the fact that I've made it this far. I'm making a full-time, full-time income making art without anybody's help. So I guess the next step would be to just continue to market, continue to expand, continue to meet more people, continue to advocate for animals. I've actually been running through some ideas and topics with Amy about running some comic books and selling some prints and kind of expanding in those directions, kind of going down the avenue of allowing myself to continue to do what I'm doing, but also push myself to new boundaries, push myself to new things, keep making, keep creating and seeing what I can do when it comes to running a business. Like it's so hard because one day I feel one thing and the next day I feel another thing. And I envision so many different ways this could go that sometimes I forget that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that being said, if you are looking for any custom work, we are almost at Christmas. If you are looking for pet portraits, family portraits, um, quirky little styles to do just about anything. Heck, if you have a question and you don't see it somewhere on my social media, let me know. I can probably make it for you. I also do realistic pet portraits that are a little bit more expensive because they take a little bit more time. I also do everything. So logo design, <laughs> book covers, children's books. I'm in the middle of a contract now, so I won't be able to take any children's book contracts until next spring. But at the moment right now, I am open for logos because like I said, I like to switch it up. So I'm happy to stop early on one day and spend a block of my day or time drawing something else or working on a logo or a pet portrait. I love the balance of playing and trying. So I would be happy to help you with all of your design and illustration needs. And we're going to, obviously, we'll put a link to everything of Talia's on this episode, the show notes, etc. You can find her via our joint podcast social media as well. And yeah, I you can also check out my lovely little picture of Beatrice <laughs> that you did for us. <laughs> I just posted it yesterday again because I was going through some of the ones that I really love. And I just love some of the ways that people have you know, incorporate into their homes. One of my clients has literally redrawn what I drew on her wall above each cat's litter box. It was so cool. So, and I think, was it today I saw you shared on your story that somebody has the the pet portrait you did on a t-shirt? Yeah, so actually that dog, may she rest in peace. She just passed away this past summer. Her name is Esper. She's a Borzoi. I think that's how you pronounce that breed of dog. And or a noodle horse if you're a Borzoi fan. It's just a dog that's really noodly and everything's really long on them. Um, I drew that portrait and it wasn't to be realistic. I drew the nose extra long because the owner of that dog wanted it to be really silly. And then when I was done the portrait, he approached me and said, would you be okay if I licensed this? So I love that because art licensing is a great way for illustrators and artists to make more money. Instead of doing a $50 portrait, I made a decent paycheck on that. And now he continues to sell that t-shirt 
it is also a sticker. So he sells the stickers as well. And every time those sell, I get a little bit of some money. So it's really cool and really special because Esper's no longer with us, but she was the model for that. And like I said, if you want something silly and crazy that you don't see on my page, just ask. I am more than happy to put pen to paper and get drawing. So it's always a pleasure. And I am very excited to meet all my new clients in the near future. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing about your business today. It's been really exciting and interesting and look forward to seeing what you do in the future. I am so excited to keep on drawing. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We hope that you will take some time today to slow down, find joy and embrace the little moments. You can find Talia at Illustrated underscore by underscore Talia on Instagram. And you can find Amy at lifeonplot44 on Instagram as well. Stay up to date on all things podcast on Instagram at slow the heck down pod. We hope to see you next time when you choose to slow the heck down. <laughs>